What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're back with the first pay-per-view card of the 2024 year. UFC 297 Strickland versus Duplessis for the middle title uh, for the middleweight belt of the uh, of the world and also co-main event got a dual header of belts Rockwell Pennington versus Mario Bruno Silva for the bantamweight vacant belt that the GOAT Amanda Nunes left up in the air as always go down like and subscribe comment your thoughts on the whole card your picks your bets we want to hear them and I'm Paul pick and win them Concha and I'm always joined with you already know, man. It's your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the People's Champ. You feel me? Oh, man. Paul, I haven't got to wear my championship fit all year. I all year? Since last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Good two and, and a half weeks. Put the belt back up. You feel me? Greatest investment ever. But I can even wear that bit like this. Come roll like that. But no, nah, man. We going all the way to motherfucking Canada, and if it's as cold where you are as it is here over where I'm at, I can I can feel it. I can feel the energy. Fuck it, bro. Let's go. Like I want this shit like 1970s kung fu movie style, bro. Have them fighting outside. Have them fighting in the freezing cold shirtless, bro. I want the nipples hard when they throw a punch. I hate this guy, but um. <laughs> I could agree to an extent. <laughs> I want but, someone uh, to get a gash on their face, like a cut on their eyebrow, because the nipple slice, the fucking right through. Nipple slice is crazy. But crazy. for the octagon, though, it's going to be a wild card. And I think this card is promising. I don't think this card is like, I low-key think this is, this is going to be like a slowdown a little bit for the UFC, because like, like there are a lot of big fights last year. Like, let them like kind of like get their feet back right, get ready for UFC 300, get ready for um UFC um 298 looks like he's gonna be a banger. Like I feel like this is the appetizer before we start yeah. getting real entree pay per views. Yeah, I feel like they're slowly giving it to us. That's why we didn't went to Canada. But normally, I would say UFC doesn't fuck with Canada. <laughs> like you feel me? Like you just, the UFC does not like Canada at all. Paul would say the UFC doesn't fuck with Canada and or the Canada people. But like I got too, I like too many people on this card. You got fucking Sean Strickland, go America's last hope, motherfucking Myra Buena Silva, my favorite lesbian, motherfucking not a bad choice. Arnold Allen, Chris Curtis, Mike Malott, the fucking Canadian motherfucking Canadian super Canadian, the next Canadian megastar, motherfucking Neil Magny, Haitian sensation. Like Akintana, who him and uh him versus Gibson was making the tough fights great again. Yeah, like I literally picked Brackatana to win tough because I already knew he was issue like that. You know, he's won it before. Like it's like there are a lot of hitters on this card on the low. Yeah, and then uh fucking Charles Air Jordan. <laughs> um then uh, they then they had to fill it in with some of the other Canadian because like, there's not many Canadians on the uh, UFC roster, but like Johan, everyone, yeah, Johan Landon East, he's not a bad prospect. Jasmine Joseph God, I'm Jasmine Jackson, how the fuck you say her last name? But like she's been in the UFC forever. Malcolm Gordon versus Jimmy Flick to open it, and then like Billion Robertson, the redhead, who I my favorite thing from last year was when she submitted old girl, and then went back to the hotel room and sparked up a joint, and I was like, oh, that's. 
that's me. Like that's me at the there. She she's me for real. Yeah, that's me. You know, it's like when they did that little Leonardo DiCaprio, you start clicking like that's me right there. That's me. And if she's taking on Pollyanna Viana, which a lot of people don't remember, she's the one that has the pain tattoos right here on her chest. She was the uh, the pain eyes right here on her chest, and a lot of a lot of UFC MMA Twitter was lusting for old girl. She got she caught an L in her last fight, but like she was on the rise prior to that. Yeah, man. So I mean, so I don't think it's a crazy card, but they are some people I fuck with, so I'm gonna enjoy it. I might I'm gonna watch the whole thing, possibly live stream, possibly not. Yeah, I mean, shit. Good little card. Like I said, I think this is the appetizer. It's crazy to say, like, we're calling it the, a light version of the pay-per-view. It's like something light real quick, but it's a double double championship. <laughs> it's a du- There's two belts on the line come, come Saturday night. Like, it's kind of crazy. Maybe we're just spoiled as a as UFC fan. I think we can be. Maybe a little tired. You know what I'm saying? Be like that sometimes. Blame Dana. That's not our fault. Yeah, blame Hunter, too. But... Yeah, like shit, we could go down real quick. I mean, don't have to break down the fight, but like yeah, Gillian Robertson, Pollyanna Viana. I just wanted to point that out because Gillian Robertson is twelve and eight fighter, great submission artist, but once again, she's twelve and eight. She's very, she's almost like the Paul Craig of MMA. Like you know what she's gonna do. She's coming off the loss to Tabitha Ritchie, another pretty good fighter in the UFC uh stallweight division, but Paul Pollyanna. Coming off her first loss in the UFC, and now she's a plus two fifty underdog against Gillian Robinson. That's just something I wanted to point out before we start making picks. Is like, hey, like, why not throw a little something on a plus two fifty underdog? Like, she's she isn't a bad fighter. She literally just happened to walk into the she. I don't know. She's two and three, three and two in her last five, and the two losses is Tabitha Ritchie. Like I said, pretty good fighter. Also beat Robinson, and then. Yasmin Lucindo, who is a dog from what it seems like. She has pretty, like, steamrolled everybody she's fought. So, yeah, just sprinkle a little bit of something on, on old girl. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I don't think she's a slouch at all. What's her fighting style, per se? She's, you know, she's Brazilian, so she she's BJJ, but she's long. She's, like, one of them long, awkward. Like, she's not fast, so she kind of like a tag you from the outside. But then if it hits the mat, she got the BJJ for days. But she's okay. Like she has a four inch reach advantage on Gillian. She has a reach advantage on every, every almost everybody. So honestly, I can see her winning this fight just off of tagging you from the distance. And if it hits the mat, neither one of them I think are gonna really do much. So like she could just edge herself. I would honestly say don't just take the two fifty money line, sprinkle her to win by decision. Whatever the odds those are sitting at, which would be a lot better. Throw a little bit on both. I mean, you got not, I'm not saying throw the whole house on it, but I'm just saying, like, hey, keep an eye. This would probably be one of my dogs of the card, would be Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. But then let's just get into, I mean, your boy. This is a dual header. Charles Jordan on the prelim. Gets the shit popping. Hopefully he gets the win. He's a pretty good big favorite. And then Brad Katana, pretty big favorite coming off the tough champion winner. And he's going up against Garrett Armfield, nine and three, coming uh his UFC debut. He lost to David Onama, and then he's got a KO win in the first round over Kazama, and now he's here. So like I, I think it's gonna be a fun fight. I think Katana's still playing with like a 
not house money, but like he's just trying to still kind of like prove himself. So like he's gonna throw everything he got at him type shit. Like he still wants to put himself on the scene. So I think this would be a fun little fight on the pre on the prelim card. No, I could agree with that. I think Brad Katana did a great job with Tough. That last fight, what 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 did he say? He said that last fight was um it made um the tough fights great again. Yeah. That night yeah, not, made tough fights for both of them made tough fights night great again. Nah, for real. And then another thing is that this is his second time doing this, so he's not trying to give it up. I think he's gonna come in really with no jitters, no nerves, and he's gonna come in ready to fuck some shit up. So I couldn't. I, everything in my body's screaming back at time. And then let's get into the actual meat and potatoes. We talked about before the card started. This fight probably should be a lot higher on this card. Arnold Allen, first fight since he took the L to uh to Max Holloway. And Masar Evelov, first fight since the very close fight he had with fill-in fighter Diego Lopez, who is now everybody's favorite Brazilian fighter in the UFC. Maybe second to Oliveira. But how do you see this fight going? Because they do got Evelov as a pretty big favorite, minus 190, and Arnold Allen plus 160. Are you off the Arnold Allen train after the Max Holloway effort? They, I mean, it seems like the books are off of him. They almost have him as a two-to-one underdog. And what I think is a, a pretty 50-50 fight. No, nah, I mean, the Evolve is definitely low-key a hitter, probably. He's, I mean, a lot of people are sleeping on him, I may, may say. So maybe that's why they was like, oh, we're going to we make you sprinkle some money on him. But, oh, man, there's no way I'm taking – there's no way I'm losing a hope in Arnold Allen just for losing to Max Holloway. I've seen I I feel like we've seen both lose twice to Max Holloway before. Like this shit is real life, so I don't know. I'm not um I'm not sleeping on Arnold Allen. I think Arnold Allen's still a hitter. He's still ready to go fuck some shit up. And you just sprinkled money on um what's it called in the beginning? So yeah, we're gonna sprinkle a little bit of money on that boy, um Arnold Allen. Even though I'm not a better man. I'm going to have to go with Evolov on this one just because he, he does have the – like, Diego Lopez has crazy submissions. Arnold Allen doesn't have that in his bag, really. And I feel like Evolov, his wrestling, his Russian wrestling style is just built to be able to go through people like Arnold Allen, where if you don't have crazy submission game, he has nothing to really worry about. All he has to do is maul, maul, maul. And that's, that's yeah. what I think he's going to do here. So, like, at minus 190, I feel like he's <laughs> at a discount. It is kind of crazy because it is on paper, like, the number five versus number six type shit. But, like, minus 190 plus 160. Give me give me the minus 190 Evolov. This easily could have been co-main event. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. But not for a belt. Mm. We do got arguably the best Canadian fighter right now in the UFC, Mike Mallett. Minus 370, Kev. Taking on Neil Magny plus 280. Neil Magny coming in as a big underdog, Kev. Are you rocking with the Hasten sensation? Do you think he teaches this Canadian prospect like there's levels to the UFC? Because this is definitely his first ranked opponent. But we, we did just see Neil Magny lose to Ian Gary pretty bad. Um, He got submitted by Gilbert Burns in the first round. He rocked Minoff, kind of walked him down for two rounds before getting submitted. But he also, in that same stretch of time, submitted Daniel Rodriguez and got a decision win over Phil Rowe. So 
So it's not his first time knocking people down after they try to climb up the ladder. Does he do it again at the ripe old age of 36? Not for, I mean, I would definitely not say Neil Magnus is a gatekeeper, but um, he's definitely like usually the baseline. Like, if you better than Neil Magnus, you're pretty fucking good. You can't be Neil Magnus, yeah? All right. So, I look at the situation. Is Mike Mallet pretty good? Or is he just all right? Yeah, that's what the question is. And I, I think I might have to trust Mike Mallet in Canada. I might have to vibe with, but I'm definitely not sleeping on Gil- Neil Magny. Like the last, you lost your last two fights, and they were against Gilbert Burns and motherfucking and Ian Gary. Yeah, like you losing against hitters. They probably would have fed him the Cosmod if they, if they, um, if Hotmod stayed in the division type shit, like. And I will say Neil Magny does have a seven inch reach advantage, eighty inch to seventy three. Kind of can do it all, Swiss Army knife. It kind of makes it interesting because Mike Mallet does like to take people down. He likes to submit them. So if Neil Magny can defend that. It kind of like mm-hmm. what 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 will Mike Mallet have? Maybe he does. He does have KO power, and Neil Magny has shown that he can get knocked out. I'm gonna go with Mike Mallet being the Canadian warrior he is, and I'm gonna believe that Canada is giving us their the best hitter since GSP because, like, every other Canadian fighter has kind of been eh or fun. Whereas Mike Mallet at least just seems to be on a mission. Yeah, I was – anyways, agree. Mike Mallet looks like he's been very promising to really do some – but has a chance to do some crazy shit. But this is his test right here. If he can beat Neil Magny, he will be that stick. Hasn't lost since 2014, almost 10-year run since his last loss. Nice. Co-main event, the vacant Bantamweight titles on the line after Amanda Nunes retired. We got Raquel Pennington taking on Mario Bruno Silva, the number two versus number three in the division. Bruno Silva's coming in at minus 160 favorite. Pennington plus 135, Kev. Both coming off a decent little win streak. Pennington. Won her last five names like Macy Chaseon, Aspen Ladd, Ketlin Vieira, Mario Bruno Silva. Um, one has she's three and one in her last four. Her one is a no contest against Holly Holm, but has wins over Lansbury, Egger, and Jan Wanlan. How do you see this fight going, Kev? I know, I know Silva's your girl, she is the favorite here. Are you riding the train, or do you think Pennington, being the vet she is, has got, got something? Man, I think Rockwell Pennington is coming in with a mindset to win. She's been hot right now. But I don't know what she would have in her Swiss in her bag to really deal with Mario Buena Silva, who can kind of who's a good all-around fighter. So I'm expecting a Mario Buena Silva submission, maybe second round. But um that's just me. I don't really see what um Pennington has in her bag, but I also don't watch a lot of Pennington fights. I'm actually gonna go with the dog here at with Pennington. I got the, I, the American juices are ran, running through her veins with Sean Strickland on the main event. All American fighters get plus five attributes. I don't know, man. That's what they start with Kobe Covington, and then Donald Trump left on his ass. They did. He did definitely leave his ass in the dust. But. I just think she she's kind of red hot. Um, 
I think this fight's gonna be super close. Honestly, like it's I don't even want to really make a pick. I'm gonna take Pennington as a dog. I think it's gonna be a super close fight where we might go to the decision here. And it's gonna be I feel like my scorecard might be different from your scorecard, and your scorecard might be different from the next guy's scorecard. I think there's gonna be a super close fight. I think there's gonna be a lot of mat work, a lot of not a, I feel like there won't be a like in stand ups, there might be some points where like no one's really doing much. So I feel like each round is going to be hard to really judge on who won him. And I'm just going to go with uh, Pennington to edge out the win here. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. And then for our main event, Kev. The this people, the one we can wait for. Yeah, people's champ, Kev. You are people's champ. Sean Strickland's the people's champ. He's defending his belt. It's on the line. Middleweight title fight. Main event in Canada, Sean Strickland versus Drikas Duplessis. The fight that went down in the stands a couple weeks ago and had a very actually chill press conference for all the drama that led up to it. We got the fight going on. We've been waiting for this one. It's a pick 'em. Strickland's slight favorite, minus 120. Drikas Duplessis, plus 110. How do you feel? I mean, Drinkers the Plus season is a good fighter. Straight up. Let's start right there. Good fighters. Thumbs up, Africa for real. All that good stuff. But I don't see him beating it's my dog, Jonathan Strickland. After what is she put did to Izzy, I think Drinkers is awkward. But if you can make him, if you can have a game plan to make him fight like that, he needs to. But my question is how do you think Sean Strickland's handling all this championship shit stuff? Because. He low-key looked a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Well, not nervous. Uncomfortable in the, um, at media day the other day. But he don't want all the extra cameras. He don't want all the extra attention. But, like, he's still doing him. It's not like he's saying less because of the backlash or anything. It's like he's still doing his day-to-day. It just happens to be a lot more cameras in his face and a lot more people that are exposed to him and want to hear what he has to say. But I feel like he's he's he don't want it, but he's doing it well. Yeah. You think um Drake's is awkward um fighting style can make a difference here? I don't know if it's the awkward it, I can't count Drake's out after the Robert. Yeah, you can't because he especially with the power he has. The Robert Whitaker fight, like Derek Brunson. Derek Till, Brad Tavares, Trevin Giles. That's a solid four going into the Whitaker fight. And in the Whitaker fight, like, I completely wrote him off. for, And he masterclassed Whitaker. And Sean Strickland's not the best fighter. Like, my heart wants me to pick Strickland, but my my betting instincts and everything is telling me, take Drikas as the dog here. There is nothing to tell you. Like, I feel like Drikas, like, yeah, Izzy's better than Robert Whitaker. So you could be like, oh, Strickland beat Izzy. He, uh, Izzy beat Whitaker. Whitaker, uh, the, like, that win, not that big. That shit don't matter to me. Like, yeah. Drikas has just kind of plowed through everything we've seen in front of him. And I love Strickland. And normally, old Paul would have picked Strickland here. Old Paul would have bet on Strickland here. And that was me betting with my heart. And I'm not betting with my heart. I'm picking with who the person I think honestly would win this fight. And I think he's gonna be Drikas here. I think Drikas also has a little bit more BJJ, um, at least submission win, like his Derek Till win, like he showed he had mat work. 
Robert Whitaker was not was not working with him on the mat. Uh, I think Drigas is gonna be even. It's gonna be like a he could get the finish or it could be a decision. I think he's just the better fighter here, and Strickland's not gonna be able to hit. Strickland also got a weird fighting style. It's just kind of like volume and like extra cardio, extra pace. But I just Drigas has shown even when he's not, even when he looks tired, he's not. It just don't make sense. So I gotta go with Drigas. I want to. I want to. Really? I, I hope you're picking Sean Strickland. Do it for the. You know I got. Uh, you know I got my dog. So I didn't expect Drickus out of you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did. Imagine, imagine Drickus the the South African heavyweight um UFC champion, and then that had a headline UFC 300 low key Drickus versus Izzy. Yeah, and then Izzy doesn't have to fight Strickland again. I mean, he might do it if he gets the belt again, but like he won't have to type shit like. Like mm-hmm. back, right back into the shit. He's mm-hmm. boxing all the time. People, people not ready for a certain fighter, but then let let someone else win a belt. They're all of a sudden they're, oh, I'm ready to fight right now. You want to fight? Yep. So yeah. Yep. I think I'm telling you, setting up the storyline to be perfect. We're setting them if Drikas wins, it's setting up for an insane 2024. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of bitching and moaning, but it'll be insane. Well, I'm hoping. Bro. Like I said, my heart. It's true to the American people at home. Hey, man, I remember watching, getting on this podcast with you and saying, like, yo, there's no way Whitaker, Drickers is beating Whitaker. And then we was like, all right, we're not going to say no way. And I was like, yo, there's a world where Sean Strickland is a UFC champion after this fucking card. And guess what? We were in that fucking world. So I'm watching this shit, and I'm like, yeah, anything can motherfucking happen. But I'm going to take Sean. It's gonna be an insane day in Canada. Them they Not do but after talking it, this card I can't wait for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be probably the best appetizer that anyone's ever had. Better than some entrees. Mm, okay. But as always, we appreciate everyone that sticked around, watched to the end. Go down, like and subscribe, comment your picks, your bets. Um and let us know specifically, Sean Strickland, Drinkers Duplessis. Who's walking out with the belt? At, on, uh, who's waking up Sunday morning with the uh, champion of the world? Mm-hmm. I'm Paul Pickham Will. I'm joined with Kevin, Street Fighter Enthusiast Savoy. If y'all didn't know, now y'all know, motherfuckers.